after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. What? 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 My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. I don't remember what that is from, <laughs> so don't ask me. Okay. Do you know? Uh, I feel like I've seen it, but it didn't, it didn't ring a particular bell. I found a note in the living room in my scrawl that said, oh, it's a mayhem commercial, not a mayhem commercial. Oh, it's the... Those come out. The Dean Winters. Yes. Uh, mayhem. He's breaking into somebody's house while the person is at the game and he's talking to him through his security app. Oh, right. One of those little doorbells that spies on people. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Hey, uh, coming up today on the show... The return of a classic segment called Cheese and G's. Or... Or what? Because I had, as I was writing this up today, I thought, did somebody suggest a better name? They did. And, and it can was, you remember it? I want to say it was Admonishments and... Oh, yes. And the other one was... Uh, something <laughs> oh man you're so close because i would i would totally be psyched to have the official re this is gonna drive today. me crazy if we can't think of this because i really wanted to rebrand this for a cheese and g's well i have the um list it came in during a voicemail about a new slogan for the show right admonishments and ad collades ad collades yes that is from listener michael let's take a listen to this Hey Genevieve and Andrew, this is Michael calling from Alameda. I'm the guy who wrote that phone number jingle, which did not help me remember the phone number. <laughs> anyway, here's my tagline. After these messages coming at you each week with ad collades and admonishments. Or in whatever order makes sense. Bye. Thank you so much for helping me narrow that down because I even went into my slogan folder today oh, really? <laughs> looking for it and for some reason I couldn't come up with it. Well, I think we should make it official. And Let's this, do this, it. This is a new show segment that we're doing, our new show. This is a brand new segment. Brand new segment. This is a brand new segment. This is something we've never done before. Now, which do you like better, ad collades and admonishments or admonishments and ad collades? I think ad collades and admonishments right, yeah. uh, rolls off the tongue better. Oh, man. That feels so good. That was like three or four hours ago that I was trying to rack my brain. <laughs> and I wasn't even sure if I remembered it right. I wasn't sure if I was just like making it up, no. if I had dreamt it, if I had written it down during a during an insurance commercial. No, I'm, I'm happy to retire Cheese and G's and, oh. and move on with our new... Uh, our new show title, Admonishments and Accolades and Admonishments. I just wonder, though, introducing a brand new segment like this, is it too different? Where Will our listeners still recognize this as on. the show? Yeah. Like, I hate to introduce, introduce such a radical new segment. Right. <laughs> um, so we're going to do that. Also, um, you have some bonkers uh, commercial starring Tom Hiddleston. 
um, that we were going to try to watch last week. Two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago. I still it's haven't seen it. It's been sitting on the it. shelf for a while. I haven't seen it. I purposefully did not watch it, so you can um, get my now, fresh reaction. Now that the hubbub on the interwebs has died down, I'll be interested to see what you what your reaction to it is. Well, do you want to know my dark secret right off the top? Sure. I don't know who Tom Hiddleston is. You do. I don't think I do. He's Loki from the Avenger movies. Is He's not the bow and arrow guy. No, he's the brother of Thor, who's like... No, usually I a, hate those. He's usually like Thors. a bad guy, but sort of like sometimes he's good when the big bad is worse than the bad guy. It's complicated. Okay. You've seen so many of the movies that he's been in. He probably just looks like all the he other wears a handsome green men. I probably horned don't. helmet. Huh, I don't know. Okay, but do I have to know who he is? He went to the to Benedict be... Cumberbatch school for sharp face boys. <laughs> which is a joke from my brother, my brother and me. Do I have to um do I have to know who he is to be blown away by the weirdness of this commercial? Do you remember that show I watched called um the night manager. Yeah. I think he was the night manager. Okay. I didn't watch it. Okay. And also, um, we got some admonishments and ad collades from the ad council as well, <laughs> by the way. Do you remember those uh, 76 gas commercials featuring Gene and Gene and their fabulous road trip in their sure. van? Well, they're back. And ad counselor Mike is not happy at it, uh, about Wait, it at all. They're divisive, those, the Gene and Gene. It's getting worse. Uh-oh, the yeah, divorce I, is imminent. If you remember, we started by liking the couple. Then as the series of commercials went on, they became more and more poisonous yeah. towards each other. It's yeah, not I th- getting better. I think she wants out... They both do. <laughs> this trip, like, you know how sometimes a couple goes on a road trip and it really, like, yes. it either makes it or it breaks it? Yeah. It's breaking them. Uh, and I don't Not under- everyone is a road dog. And I don't understand how that sells gas. Um, and also... Uh, People da- can relate to having a bad road trip partner. We um, we got another one, though. We got a chi, not a chi, an ad collade from <laughs> uh, Counselor Dave, who's very into some underwear commercials. Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. Uh, but I picked it. It's a brand new segment, uh, which I'm excited about. So I picked out a brand new song to kick it off. did like 13 or 14 cheese and G's, and I am so glad to have a better name for it. Yeah. I like we thought it was funny when we were gonna do it once, and then it ended up being a good segment for the show, a good way of talking about a big group of new ads that don't fit into categories. But the further we dug on cheese and G's The name just was so uh so far from what anything that we actually do here or any and it just was a, a holdover from sort of like a tossed off joke we made yeah once. which sometimes that stuff works but this one always nagged me yeah I'm so glad to move on no me too thank you listener mike thank you michael all right we'll find a little uh i know that we were you sent that in as a slogan we didn't pick it as a slogan oh are we doing slogan talk today you know what let's just do it now let's get it out of the way yeah because um today i was sort of thinking about the slogan thing abstract abstractly mm-hmm. and i didn't even have them both in my head i was just sort of thinking like i don't know like i don't want to make the announcement feeling like I'm settling, sort of. Right. Like, because I, I, I really liked the the one that you didn't kind of like as much. I, the, so ad, it's good. Um, you but really I love like, hot takes on like commercial breaks. breaks. And, you know, well, can and I, I tell you, like, can I give you a piece of information before you go any further that might 
uh, help resolve this? Uh, no, because now I'm confused. My, now I'm concerned it might confuse me more. Let me just say that when I sat down behind my computer again and looked at them both, I was like, oh, yeah, hot takes on commercial breaks is better. We should go with that. And that's what you wanted to do. That is. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, my God, no, no. you're not. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I, oh, okay. I, I 100% agree. What, I, I have what, not, what though? I have what? not wavered. But I was prepared to go splitsies. Okay. And I'll tell you how prepared I was. I ordered a second copy of Love Over Gold. Either way, let's both, send of them these, both. both of these ad counselors yes. need to get a copy and of the I book. There's no doubt about that. Let's look for an opportunity. Maybe we'll do a show, like a live show mm. called So Ad It's Good. Would you guys come to a live show? Yeah, We've would you guys come to a live that. show? We're on like episode, what, 180 right now? Something like that, And so yeah. we're thinking about doing a live show on episode 500, which would be in several years. Oh, my God. <laughs> when we're 50. I just, I don't know. I feel like, like we could two, put a, We said 200 would be reasonable. Yeah, no, so that's 20 uh, weeks from now. Yeah, um, essentially five months. And I don't know. I'm of a mixed mind about that. Cause first I feel like of all, if we got a small enough room, like, say, our living room, you we could fill it. You two cats. Yeah. And Simon and Chris. But Simon, I think, lives, He remember, he's uh, in Manhattan. <laughs> So I don't know if we can count on him. I don't know. We'll, we'll I, pay I have for a lot Taylor's of, ticket. I have a lot of anxiety about it. Wow, we're already in the red on this thing. Yeah. Can we get APM to pay for this? Uh, that's up to you. <laughs> I don't know how creative your account accounting is over there. Um, I uh, I don't know. It, let us know if you guys would, would come out to something like that. Because I sort of feel like this... I mean, we're doing a very visual medium in an audio format. So I feel like our content... If you and I were like on a stage somewhere, we had a big screen behind us and we could interact with the audience. Yeah. And it, it seems like it would actually lend itself to that really well. Right. But In some then, ways more than like a movie podcast. Yeah. And then I get really anxious about it. I'm like, I don't know. I just like doing this. I like that we don't have tons of pressure on yeah. ourselves and it doesn't, I, I don't know. We can just know. sit here and natter on about our plans we still on haven't, mic. We haven't even gotten into the topics yet. Well, can we no, just, can we, we're doing good work though. Look, look, we're officially crowning. I'm sorry that it's so backhanded. We're crowning! Some, we're crowning. Excuse me one moment. Um, we're crowning uh, Hot Takes on Commercial Breaks. Yes. Um, the official tagline of uh, After These Messages. But we're changing the name of the podcast to <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Um, I we can still use so at it's good we, as like another. We will like a find it will find a home. Like, yeah. I think it's fantastic, but I can't tell you how happy I am. Um, I love hot takes on commercial breaks. I'm very excited. I think we let's give ourselves a week to think about how we want to implement it um, in the show or integrate it into our opening or whatever. Uh, but uh, I'm so thrilled, and thank you to. Um, I've now forgotten. That's Chris. Chris, okay. And Simon um, gave us our secondary yeah, one. Yeah, I was confusing so which one good. sent it. And so um, you will uh, consent to getting a tattoo that says hot takes on commercial breaks, right? I probably would, actually. Would you get that or would you get um, uh, cultural norms and commercial forums? <laughs> I could see you getting that one. That would be great. Well, I look at it this way. You have two butt cheeks. Right. <laughs> so why, why choose? So um, uh, Chris and Simon, if you would... I, uh, if we're not friends on Facebook, uh, friend me, make, send me a friend request, and then uh, you can DM me or um, your mailing addresses if that or works Or just for email you. us. At, or yeah, I don't know why I made it so complicated. Just email it to the show and put your name in the title. After these messages, show at gmail.com. 
calm. Uh, I sort of feel like this is in order. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting the good one, though. Ad collades. Ad collades. Okay, uh, I had to write that down because we're going to be going through these. Not all my notes say chi and G, but I don't even know what that means anymore. Do you know what that means? No. I don't remember. Those aren't that. even words. That must I don't been, know if you know this, but those are nonsense words. That must have been something we did when we were a very young podcast without a slogan. Uh, okay, our first one, by the way, I have six entries here. Some of these I don't think you've seen. I just kind of wanted to spring these on you and get your uh, raw reaction. Mm-hmm. This first one is an ad collade for Monster. Are you going to film my reaction to them and then put it on the internet? I thought so, yeah. Like an, like a, uh, like an unboxing mixed with a gender reveal party right. mixed with a commercial for I was thinking a- of like when they make people watch disgusting like porn and stuff. Oh, like grandmothers watching two, two girls, girls in one cup, cup or yeah. something. I yeah. like to keep my gross internet references really current, like within <laughs> the last fifteen years. If there's if something has replaced two girls one cup as like the go to gross out, don't video, tell us. Don't tell us. Well, okay. Don't. You, I'll don't give your personal show it to email. Us. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. All right, let's get into this. Um, so this is from Monster.com. Of course, this is the um, job search website, yeah. right? And did we? I know that we used a shit like this drop at the beginning of the show last week or the week before, where the guy says uh, "bulldizer." Yeah, and we ended up talking about that commercial and how much we like it, right? Right. Uh, it's representing a, a typo in his resume. He says, I, "I used to drive a bulldizer," so I won't go back into that, but. I love that commercial. And I think this new one from Monster.com is good. They have a good, funny campaign going on right now. In this one, there's a little boy, and his dad just tucked him into bed. And and the dad, by the way, I kind of like the way he's dressed in this. He's dressed pretty working class looking. And as he's about to walk out the room and turn off the light, the little boy says this to him. Daddy, what's it like to work? Well, first you get a job, and it's exciting. And that wears off, so eventually you quit. And you think, I'll just search for a new job. That's terrible. So a part of you withers away until you don't even feel like a person anymore. And you do it again and again and again until you die. Night, buddy. (laughs) And it says, maybe it's time to find a better fit. As he's saying that, you can sort of hear the sound effects getting louder around him. He's... He's kind of going into a thousand-yard stare, and he's yeah. looking at weird little things around his son's room. It just has a weird, surreal quality to it as it gets darker it's, and darker. It's so dark. I mean, I, do you not I, like it? I do like it, but I always wonder about tonal things like this, where it seems to overshoot the comedy and land in kind of like a really dark place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a funny joke. Um, maybe it's not even a joke. Maybe it's meant to be, make you feel really feel something. I think it's very relatable. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think I, I think a lot of people have felt that way, just like trapped. And yeah, then it's so hard to find a job when you have a job because you, it's just like another. It's like a second job, just looking sure. and filling out. I resumes. also remember that feeling. Like I'm very lucky. I have a job right now that I really genuinely enjoy. Not that like I enjoy every single minute of it, but I am glad that I do this do my job and I enjoy like doing the actual work but I've I've had enough jobs in my life before this job where I just sort of came to the conclusion that like yeah I guess I I honestly thought that people who said they love their jobs were just lying <laughs> but I do think it's possible to love your job yeah um 
Okay, this next one actually, this next ad collade um, was one that you had just kind of bopping around our show sheet for a while. We never had a place to put it in. I don't. We never talked about it off air or on. No, I just dropped it in there because I can't, I stumbled across it somehow, and it's going to be sort of one of those ones that I really have to narrate. And there's honestly not that much happening. Um, but I'll tell you what's, ha- but, but the music I think is really powerful mm-hmm. and the imagery and the photography is really powerful. It's for the Alfa Romeo. Uh, they have some sort of new four door, you know, sport car. Uh, they're, they are, uh, not an American car company. I don't know where they're from. I would guess Italy. Italy, I guess. Yeah, it seems right. I mean, they're called the, this car is called the Quadrifuglio. Um, you have two of these, these new cars, they're on a racetrack and they are sort of racing each other and then they're doing all these stunt moves where like one will spin around you know how like it'll spin like by someone pulls the brake Mm -hmm. and it spins and then it like it goes nose to nose and they're driving one backing up one driving forward it just kind of like illustrates this this incredible maneuverability of the car it's a very beautiful car um and the song which is all you're really going to get as a listener is a cover of the uh, Chris Isaac song, Wicked Game. Okay. Now, since this is just an audio medium, I need you guys to picture yourself in an audience staring at us on the stage. And behind us is a giant <laughs> screen. And on that screen, two cars are engaged in almost a, a, a ballet performance. I never dreamed that I'd meet somebody like And I never dreamed that I'd lose somebody like you. I'd like to point out these cars are getting very close to each other, so it's like very intimate in a way that you don't expect cars to be. At one point, the one flips around and it almost kisses the other one while they're still moving. Yeah, there is an element of like the cars are in some sort of um, courtship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I guess one of their, I said they were two of the same car. One of them is like the more sporty or more like um, hybrid or, you know, crossover SUV type of car. Yeah. Um, according, this is from the Alfa Romeo um, YouTube page. Their description is, so the two cars are called Gulia and Stelvio. And uh, <laughs> they dance together once again, this time on track, balancing performance and unique driving pleasure. Do you think those are the, the pleasure, kind amazingly. of car they are or the names of those individual cars? I mean, they didn't just give human names to the cars, did they? I don't know. Are those human names? I don't, um, I don't yeah, live in Italy. The, yeah, the Alfa Romeo Giulia is one of them. And the, oh, I just looked it up. So um, this is what we call a true wicked game. Professional drivers in a closed area do not imitate. Why do you love that so much? I like the cover, and I I think maybe I just was feeling like very emotional when I watched mm. it for some reason. It really tapped into something for me, like kind of a romantic thing. I mean, that would be putting it too strongly, but it's just sort of um, it's just like very beautiful commercial. And I'm usually not uh, that moved by car commercials where the car is just like driving real fast or you know sending up plumes of dirt in Mm -hmm. a big desert from a big wide shot or whatever um you know we've seen that a million times and there there have been plenty of car commercials that kind of were predicated on this idea that it's a a powerful graceful machine 
But I just think it's a great cover of Wicked Game, mm-hmm. and it really does something. Something about the way those cars are moving together and they're so close is very intimate. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a mm-hmm. kind of an achievement with a car commercial. Yeah. It has my ad collade. Okay, well, it can't be all ad collades today, obviously. We need some admonishments. Otherwise, the new segment wouldn't make any sense. This next one is cheating a little bit because we're going back to the same campaign that we keep hitting on. I swear we did this last time. We did that old segment. We did cheese and G's. Um, the truth campaign. Oh, like, yeah. I want people to not smoke. I want kids to not smoke. And that's specifically what the truth campaign uh, goes after. And so these truth campaigns are like, buy adults for kids. But they're trying so hard. They're like that Mr. Show yes, sketch. No we, adults probably allowed. Said, we probably said that last time, right? I just like playing my damn video games is what an adult said when he's trying to imitate a youth. Hello, fellow kids. Oh, I mean, this God. is hello, fellow kids just all over the place. Those truth ads used to be so good. Too. Dark, really and, yeah. dark, really uncompromising. Um, they felt very authentic. These, this new thing they have where they're trying to like self consciously talk, like talk to kids, is like that thing you played for me where like some local news people tried to like get kids mm-hmm. to go take their tests. So they're just using all this lo- like mm-hmm. young person slang, like you're gonna have FOMO if you miss out on this test. Yeah. LOL. Oh my God. W-T-O-L Toledo. Um, So this one, I will give them a little bit of credit. If we can find a silver lining, and I'm serious about this. I was watching this commercial before. I'm like, I can't play this. We try to play things that are only broadcast length. Mm -hmm. And this must be one of those three-minute videos. And I looked down, and I was only like 20 seconds into it. It's actually a 60-second commercial that does air on TV. If you happen to ask yourself, like, how how much longer is this commercial going to last? That's not good. It felt like a feature-length film that you just wanted. Like, they locked all the doors and made you watch. So now, you could make the argument that this is not directed towards me because I'm an old man and it features a fifth harmony which is like I think that's a girl group right Mm -hmm. and then Becky G who's a pop star okay and um, uh, I don't know who this other person is I don't even know who's who in this Uh, it's called Left Swipe Dat. Sure. D-A-T. It starts with uh, two young women on a bus I think one of them is Becky G the other one is probably fifth harmony (laughs) And of course, I feel that we have wandered into <laughs> a very dangerous territory where we do not know the landscape and have no map. That is true, but I would say that you and I were talking about a commercial. Put it this way: I was more comfortable talking about navy ranks, <laughs> right? But here's the deal: we watched a commercial last week. It was the one that. Um, uh, Kardashian sued over. Oh, the old Navy ad. Yeah, it was an with, old Navy ad. With the model. And I said, I don't like this. And you said, yeah, but it's not for you. And I acknowledge that that's probably a fine ad that fit the time yeah. well and did appeal to certain people. But all of these truth campaign ads that are trying to be young really have a no kids allowed. Adults wrote this to try to appeal to kids thing. So yeah. I feel fine kind of not knowing the ins and outs of this and not feeling like I'm missing it. Um, this starts with two young women on the bus. And of course, they're like on a dating app and they're swiping left to the right depending on uh, you know the boys on the screen and then they start seeing cigarettes and if they're carrying a cigarette they swipe left and then it becomes a song and dance number don't write that rap song truth campaign right swipe swipe. he's cuddling a kid oh wait a minute left swipe Your mind type, and I'm my type. With 
Now they're off the bus, and this is just a straight up music video now with people dancing on mm-hmm. a on a set. It's like a montage of every like if you just do a quick Google search on youth culture, it's like there's a guy riding a. a I guess that was a dolphin and it's squirting out a rainbow behind it. Then yeah. it went into like a, a classic meme. It feels like it was thing. made in an algorithm about kids these days. It, this is so Wasn't there, a, wasn't there an anti-smoking rap that we we looked at when we did like a look back at smoking anti-smoking campaigns that we made fun of? I don't recall. Like from the 90s or something? Something like that, yeah. I don't recall. Oh, this is so bad though. This must be some kind of joke. Trips look expensive, sitting on a mountaintop, looking all pensive. I was about to ask, how's the air up there? But based on this pick, I guess you don't really care. Lots of chicks in the pick, not sure which one's you. Them cigarettes are taking y'all from tens to twos. Let me ask you a quick question. Are you getting that feeling where your face is a little bit hot and tingly out of embarrassment? Yeah. That's I, that's what I have, too. Yeah, I, I feel a, everyone f- embarrassed for everyone involved. Involved. And one thing's true about your whole crew. None of you cigarellas gonna be my boo. Smoking with a tiger? Let's wipe that. While you're on a hang glider? Let's wipe that. Smoking with a duck face? Let's wipe that. At a monster truck race? Let's wipe that. You gotta, gotta, gotta swipe that. Let's wipe that. You gotta, gotta, gotta swipe that. Let's wipe that. And it's like trying to be both. It's trying to be cool and young and hip, but also kind of like a little bit like tongue in cheek. Winking and corny. at itself. It is so bad. It is. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, this doing feels this like show. something that would have been on Thirty Rock about like what YouTube is like. Yes, you're absolutely right. And Jenna would be mad that it, she didn't get the part, or she would be in it, <laughs> or she would playing be playing a in teenager. It. <laughs> right, right. Uh, just terrible. Yes. Just terrible. Admonished. Admonished. All right. Um, now, how about this one? A lot of these are new, by the way. I went to a um, little-known publication that sometimes writes about commercials called Ad Age and looked at their spotlight on some of the new commercials that dropped this week. So I ATM, guess I should give them... we're basically Ad Age. <laughs> Maybe we should go back to that one. This is for VRBO, and I believe it is um, running here in the United States, although... Do people know what VRBO is? It's like... Uh, it's like Airbnb. It actually predated Airbnb, mm-hmm. I think. I've used it for a long time. It's a place where you rent people's vacation houses or, you know, houses. Now, this is another dance number one, but I like it. And I just wanted to put these back to back to say I'm not totally against just doing a music video as a commercial. Now, this is very hard to describe, but this just has a stylistic quality to it that I really like. Um, It's arty. It's weird, but it really pops and it's not embarrassing, uh, I think. But I'd be interested in knowing what you think of it. And also, there's a huge, I think, twist in this, which I will see if you also agree as a twist. Okay. I must get away. A beach house. A cabin. A great place to stay. Verbal. Verbal. Please search through your list and find us a place today. Verbo? Yeah, I'm shocked. Verbo? I've been calling it VRBO forever. I thought I've never heard anybody call it Verbo maybe before. Maybe this is maybe they're trying to brand it. And now at the end, you'll hear the voiceover person has an accent. So that's why I was trying to figure out, is this, do they call it Verbo Overseas? But I think this is airing in the States. This one had a deck and we grilled up some beef. A duck friendly place would be unreal. The book it right now. It feels like our own. Our perfect vacation. Find exclusive vacation. 
vacation homes that match you with Verbo. So I didn't describe any of that because I don't know how to describe it. It's just very stylistic. It's like four or five different kind of couples and it families. It looks like, um, uh, oh gosh, who who did Beetlejuice? I was going to say, it's kind of Beetlejuicy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the director? Tim Burton. Tur- it's very Tim Burton-y. All the scenes, yeah. for one of the scenes, is literally like a, sort of a riff on the Adams Family. Mm-hmm. There's You've got all these different families. You've got a family that's like very goth and Adams Family-ish. But in a very sort of Alice in Wonderland kind mm-hmm. of way, mm-hmm. you've got a couple that sort of has Another like a... Another one that he directed? Yeah, right. And you've got a couple that's sort of like a 50s uh, poodle skirts and yellow polka dots everywhere mm-hmm. vibe. So it's all very colorful and matchy-matchy and and theatrical. But I like it. Yeah, I like it. I um, The colors and there was, it, was a, it was a lot of sensory input. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the, actually the kind of ad that wears well for me because there's so much to look at mm. is there's a lot of visual candy in it. Uh-huh. Um, visual candy. And I... Like I, that's the kind of commercial that works well for me over time because mm-hmm. I pick up a little bit, little. There's lots of little details to kind of enjoy visually, which is, you know, if you're seeing a commercial over and over again because it's on your Hulu show that you're watching yeah. or whatever, like that can be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, and I just uh, uh, the, the directing I kind of like um, as far as like you know, the aerial shots. It's just I don't well love the song. Out. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't love the song, but I don't hate the song. Also, it was the first thing I saw after that truth ad. And so, like, I think anything I watched after that would have been great. So you're really not grading on a scale. Yeah, I guess so, accidentally. Um, I have another ad collade here. Um, we got to look into that. If anybody has any information on the Verbo thing. Yeah. Though. I do. That does give me a feeling like that's what they would call it in Great Britain. Mm. And she had an accent. Yeah. I wonder if that was... But if they call it a UK spot, if they call it Verbo there, why can't we call it Verbo here in my flat? <laughs> right. Um, okay, another ad collade. This is again going back to the well of a campaign that we are already big fans of, and this is the Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman oh, campaign for the. If I wasn't sling afraid, box. if I wasn't you know too sexually unadventurous and vanilla for them i would love to go live with them <laughs> because th- i love them it is fantastic so it's for sling tv i guess they don't call it sling box it's just sling tv it's but it is one of those things right where you i don't can... think you can trust megan Mullally and nick offerman to say box too much <laughs> so the um point of this campaign is so first of all Sling TV is something that I think you can put all of your media into it. If you're a cable cutter or not, you can put all your media into it and like, you know, easily switch between your Hulus and your illegal streams, probably, <laughs> and your uh, and your Netflix and your HBO goes and all that stuff. Um, and the point of this whole campaign is they are slingers and they act like swingers. And it started. I mean, it started with them acting kind of sexy on a couch and is full of double entendres. I feel like this is getting dirtier. Well, there was a second one where they were at a cafe or something. Yeah. Where they were coming on to a, an older couple uh, as slingers. Yes. And that one was pretty pretty raunchy. I think this one gets even... I mean, this isn't raunchy, but I mean, it gets real close and real touchy. So it starts with the two of them kind of sprawled out on their couch, very comfortable, talking to the camera like most of them start. But then they find themselves in another couple's living room. And as they're talking, all the words that you hear, um, they are getting so close to these people. Even in the still right here, look how close Offerman is to the dude. I mean, you could barely... 
Is that a piece of paper? That guy looks like somebody. I think he might have had a small role in um, Silicon Valley as one of the sort of like programmers who worked at Google or Hooli or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, So anyway, let's see if we can just hit play on this and maybe describe it as we go. The only thing we love more than slinging. Showing folks how easy it is. You got a good grip, bro. So now we're in the living room of these other people, and uh, the guy's holding the remote control, and Offerman's hand is around his hand on the remote control. You got a good grip, bro. Explore all the possibilities. Oh, Sling TV. Your first time slinging is always so special. I cried my first time. I want to say that so Megan is on the couch with both of them. Nick is behind the couch, leaning between the the other couple. Um, They're very much in their personal space. Her arm is around the woman and reaching over and rubbing the fella's chest. (laughs) And Offerman is close enough to kiss the guy. Like, it's almost harder not to kiss him being that close. So special. I cried my first time. Nick is a very generous slinger. <laughs> I like to share. <laughs> Stop paying too much for that TV. Not wonderful. These two are so wonderful, and I love this brand they have. That's like sort of obviously very. They're performing it for the camera and for their like shows that they do uh, and, and things. And and it, you know it's sort of a a version of who they played uh, the the relationship that they had on Parks and Rec. But I, it also feels like there's an element of truth to it, uh-huh. you know, and that it's it's not coming, it's not totally a put on. I I think these two are so fascinating. If you don't mind, I am taking a screen grab of this right now. You're making, you just want people to see how close. <laughs> I love this. Nick, I, I mean, imagine a, a commercial even ten years ago with a man getting that intimate with another man and that suggestive with another man. Yeah, and and suggestive that. It's not just it's not just two men that they're like in they're engaging yeah, that it, in some that sort it's of actually like some group thing situation. Um, and yes, it's played for laughs, but not at the expense of even it's not even at the expense of group sex. It's just no. like you know the, these two are uh, are funny and flirty. It's not it, there's not a dose of homophobia yeah. in it at all. I just love it. It's, it's shocking so though great. because I, I think if you showed this commercial to someone, if you got in a time machine and took this to someone 20 years ago, they would be stunned. Now that brings me to my last entry with what a weird way to use a time is, machine that would be. Huh? <laughs> what a waste. What a waste. Um. I placed this last commercial here because I don't like this one. It's an admonishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want you to think I don't like it just because I'm a prude. So I hope that my unadulterated love of that first commercial will, um, I don't know, let you be a little bit more generous with me as I describe this one. So this is a, a commercial for the 2020 Toyota Corolla. Again, this is a brand new commercial that I think dropped this week. And you see a Corolla as it is going through a car wash, but it's shown in a very sexy way, like the suds coming off the car mm-hmm. and like everybody's gawking at it. At, like the men are kind of like gawking right. at like, it as it goes through. It's like Cameron Diaz washing the cars in Bad Teacher. 
Yes, only there's no sexy women. There's no sexy men. It's, it's just, just the, the car, car being sudsed up and sexy. Um, and at one point, you see like an older woman catching the guys gawking at the car, and she rolls her eyes at them. I put a spell on you. The chief, the gawker in chief over here, who is like a sort of a overall wearing worker at the car wash is, is an actor that we've seen I've seen him in a bunch oh, of yeah. things he's kind of he's kind of a that guy like a, a little bit of a slack jawed young you know young guy who's usually playing like a convenience store clerk or mm, something he's definitely a slack jawed and into this and then at the very end the twist is he hasn't just been gawking at the car we only see the car we don't see inside of it but at the end we see a kind of a youngish couple um, jump from the back seat into the front seat. So it turns out, oh, he was probably trying to spy on these people who were making out in the back seat making during out. the trip. That's that's sweet. Well, it's a very short car wash. They were hugging with their clothes off. They were hugging with, well, their clothes are on. And then they hop into the front seat at the end. <laughs> Greater than ever, Corolla. And then they just like hop in the they front show- seat, they uh, put their hair back into place, and they drive away. The screen says dirty is greater than clean. Yeah, which I don't even get that. What? This right. is. I'm not offended by this at all. I, right. I, mean, I think not that's not what you're saying. It. Yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. And somehow I just. It what's just the joke? Push, what's the joke? And it just, it's gross without having a yeah. payoff, sort of. If he's watching the car. And the, it's the car that's like a big turn on. I think that's kind of an. I mean, it's not even that original. I mean, frankly, that stupid Italian car. The Fiat. The Fiat. That's, and did I kind of didn't love that one either. Well, the, the they did that in the most yeah. misogynistic way possible. But I don't inherently hate the idea of like, ooh, a car is like, it like, is a turn on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But apparently, this like gross peeping Tom really was just watching two people go at it in right? a car like. What's that right. selling point? Right, and this isn't the. Uh, is it that you can do it in a in the? There's a. It's a big back seat. I mean, yeah. remember that? Remember that Volkswagen person? Exactly what we I was hated. Say, yeah, where it's just like every five minutes, the or every every two years, they needed a new Volkswagen because they're constantly doing it in the car, in the car, and then getting pregnant. Um, so yeah, I mean, I actually feel like there's a lot of kind of angle because I liked. I thought the. I was going to say before that I don't like the turning a car or a vehicle into a sex object generally speaking i don't like that trope but actually that one that you played before maybe they weren't sex objects but there was something very yeah. sultry about those two cars you but never it's, see but a it's cute, car on car action. it's car on car exactly <laughs> and you don't see any humans and there's just something nice and about if an it. object objectifies another object right. is it offensive but if an object personifies another object <laughs> Is that offensive? That's if an object objectifies a person, what happens? A <laughs> lot, of, lot of permutations is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, let's get into some commercials in the news some here. Some commercials that were in the news about three weeks ago. And um, I, again, I'm, I'm coming in totally cold here. So set it up and then I'll watch these. All right, set them up. You'll knock them down. I guess. All right, this... Uh, this Tom Hiddleston commercial is wild, which is what I wrote in the show sheet. Okay. <laughs> uh, why don't you just watch it? And I'm going to describe it for you. 
Um, just to, for the listener, I'm just going to set up what you're seeing. Okay. Um, it's a point of view camera, kind of okay. like, I guess, like someone would, if you would, were vlogging or whatever. Um, so you see a young a woman waking up, stretching, but of course we don't see her face because she's apparently wakes up with a GoPro on. She comes downstairs. Tom Hiddleston's in her kitchen hey. fixing her a healthy breakfast. Morning. He drops an egg onto a plate of veggies. That actually looks kind of gross. Looks great. Pop back and make your breakfast. Pepper on top, right? Oh, hi, Onida. Shantran. You look great. Probably be a bit busy for the next few weeks. But, um... I'll make it up to you soon, I promise. And at the very end, he puts on his coat. He's just staring at the point of view the whole time. The woman whose point of view we're seeing kind of like straightens his collar and jacket, and then he leaves, he walks out the door. And we don't see her, I guess. Is this her at the very end? I think that's just a spokesperson okay. at the end. Um, I think there's a, there are... Uh, I'm going to assume Chinese subtitles on the bottom uh, of this. And I'm pretty sure that this was something that only aired or was distributed in China. You know what I'm going to guess here? Now, I've only seen it once. I've got a lot to take in. But at first, I thought the bit of this was that it it looks like a cell phone footage because it's not your usual screen. It's right. an up and down screen, right? right? The way you watch something. It's a vertical aspect of, ratio. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. I don't know why you needed to repeat me. No. Um, and, you know, it looks like watching a, a story on Instagram, right? Yeah. But the more I watch this now, because then the spokesperson comes in at the end and she's talking to the camera and it's still in that. I wonder if this is something that airs mostly on mobile phones. Probably, Overseas. Yeah. But he's, just to reiterate some of the things that you said, because I'm, processing this i mean we it, like you say it's gopro-ish so we literally see her feet as she's walking downstairs like she's looking down at her feet um and then this whole time his pacing is really weird he presents her with the food she doesn't talk the whole time but he waits as if she is but he's responding. just waiting and yeah. he's staring at her like very kind of intensely and lovingly and i guess the idea here is that they had a night the night before did he say at the beginning i slipped back in is that what he says i think he's like we, he says we finished up early which i took to mean that he was at a shoot or, oh, okay. or at work and came back before she woke up i got the sense that they lived together really i mean he is but it's looking so confusing at, right he, like he looks so in love he's not his eyes aren't just like i'm sexy and this is sultry he looks in love sort right? of or like he's worried about his grandma was also or, a vibe that i got Sort of. I mean, it doesn't seem like a grandma that he's talking to no. based on her hands. And, but then, and it's, then the final thing is it's for Centrum. Like well, those, all are, the, those are vitamins for a person of any age. I know, but it's like... It's not Centrum Silver. But but why such a weird, sensual, romantic commercial for Centrum? That's why it's so wild. I mean, I don't know. I, well, what did the internet there say? Are, well, let's go to the articles. Let's go to the news. <laughs> okay, what do you want Actually, me to open? Actually, this was the news. Do you want me to open? Uh, you have something from New York Magazine's The Cut here. You got something from Refinery29. Yeah, let's go to the uh, New York Magazine. Okay, that's here. What the hell is happening in this Tom Hiddleston vitamin commercial? That's the headline. It says uh, New York Magazine. Um, what I said when I saw actor and former half of Hiddle Swift, he used to date Taylor Swift, oh. but very like 
archly and self-consciously like he, he would wear like t-shirts that said Hiddle Swift and shit like that. Oh my god. Um that that sentence exhausted me. Uh what I said when I saw actor and former uh actor Tom Hiddleston uh when I saw him say good morning to the camera, me question mark and then slide a heart-shaped egg onto a breakfast salad. Uh, what I said again when he presented uh, me with the, with the salad and said, I finished early, so I thought I'd pop back and make you breakfast. It's never explained what he finished early or where he popped back from. Um, it's just like the whole commercial is just a series of like, what is happenings? And I don't know what's happening. No one does. Um, basically, the uh, this L magazine had a, had a similar response. Mm-hmm. Um, their headline is... Uh, Tom Hiddleston is in a Centrum commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bonkers. It I'll is give bonkers. you that. But now that I know it's uh, from overseas, that surprises me less, less. We did a whole show. I was actually texting with a friend today, somebody who I won't say the name because I don't know if it'll work out and I haven't talked to you about it yet, but maybe down the line, I think she'd make a great guest on the show. And so we were texting back and forth and she said, you know, one thing I'm really into is uh, American actors doing foreign commercials. And I'm like, we did a show. We, on I that. said, girlfriend, we did that. I'm just kidding. I didn't call her girlfriend. Okay. I don't talk like that. Um, but that reminded me of the Nicolas Cage bonkers commercials yeah. for uh, Pachinko. Um, there were a million different ones and they're all a bit odd. They are. But why is this getting... This got a lot of press, I mean, relative to anything else. It got a fair amount of press in American media. And not just media that covers advertising. Well, I do But that covers culture. A lot of those commercials we talked about in the last show were commercials from like the 90s or maybe even earlier in some cases. So when um, Bruce Willis was in some of those... I can't remember what he was selling, but he was in some weird-ass foreign commercials. And... That was before the internet, and I think before actors would go over there. Yeah, now get there their really is no. and now it's going to get spread over here, which is actually good for the company. I think. I think Centrum is. Oh, getting, they're delighted oh to see God. their name in two headlines in you know uh, culture media, yeah, right? Especially media that you know I think women wear, women uh, consume because that's who this is obviously aimed at. Between the cut refinery twenty nine and L, none of those are bad places to have people yeah. talking about Centrum. So. so what your what's your takeaway? Um foreigners be weird. We'll just cut that part out. Everybody's <laughs> talking at me. I don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind. Why can't people just be normal? Yeah. Like us like Americans. Us Americans. You want to watch a show about dragons and incest after this? <laughs> I thought Arrested Development was done for now. <laughs> I don't remember. It looks like you're fighting dragons in the future. <laughs> um, okay, so a couple of things here from the Ad Council. They are continuing our theme of adcolades and admonishments. I don't even know how they knew we were doing this today, but they did. Um, I mentioned before that uh, listener Mike He's the one who tipped us off to the uh, Gene and Gene commercials in the first place. He says, you might remember last year when I wrote in to express my visceral hatred towards Gene and Gene and their series for 76 gas stations. I found the husband and wife deeply unlikable, and I was baffled as to how any of these ads had even the most tenuous connection to selling gas. Well, inexplicably, Gene and Gene are back, and the ad campaign has really dialed up the obnoxiousness to the next level. 
I haven't even watched all of these ads for the sake of my own sanity, but the few I've seen seem to be parodies of the original premise. And of course, they still do absolutely nothing to sell gasoline. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Thanks for allowing me to vent again. Mike. Now, there are tons of these, and they're all posted to um, YouTube on their official 76 gas, uh, 76 petrol. I'm going to Australia soon, so I'm trying to get... What if I come back from Australia like like a college student coming back from England? After being there for a week? If, yes, exactly. And just like using all these Australian terms. Yeah, that's a... That's a kind of a small gag to do just for me to murder you. <laughs> um, anyway, I just pulled three of these, but it is amazing. Oh, I'm, I don't know if I finished my sentence. They're all dated from March 2019. So these are all, you know, like from last week. Yeah. Um, and this first one, it's called Influencers. And I mean, everybody remembers the premise, right? I mean, it started with a pretty cute commercial. This guy sheepishly admits to his wife on the couch that he did some late night shopping and he bought themselves kind of a retro VW style camping van. Yeah. He wants to go on an adventure with her. And his sheepishness was really endearing. And and there was something about this couple that you really rooted for. Then as the series went on, And I don't mind if they have the occasional conflict or something, but like it seemed like it quickly devolved into all conflict and all estrangement. And now they just seem to hate each other. Um, and so this first one, they are sitting kind of on top of their van. You know, they're camping somewhere. So the doors are open. A bunch of their stuff is all spread out. Their camping gear. And um, she's uh, she's looking through binoculars, probably looking at birds or something. And he's glued to his phone. And he's scrolling. And he's upset that he's not getting the amount of uh, social media activity that he wants or thinks he deserves. <sighs> Why is no one following us? Maybe we're van lifing wrong. We have no followers. It's the whole reason we came out here. I thought it was to have an adventure and reconnect on a spiritual and emotional level. That's stuff too, but don't sort of get followers. Well, good to know. I want to be an influencer, Jean. Brands will pay us to post. I'm not sure I want to sell out like that. I might. And then at the end, we see him drive through a 76 and it says we're on, on the driver's side. And It's terrible on so many levels. And her, I actually think that she's a really good actress, which makes this tougher because she has so much contempt in her face that is not even being, that you guys don't even know if you haven't yeah, seen these. It's so uncomfortable. The writing's bad. He he makes a, a defense of being an influencer and then sh- she says, I don't want to sell out. And he says, I might. No, you just spent the last 30 seconds telling her that you do. Right. I might is a bad, just a bad, like, line there for that thing. But he's so unlikable. He's beca- And he was the likable one in the first... Well, they both were kind of likable, I thought, in the first one. I but- think he's always been sort of the, uh, sort of the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't necessarily. I mean, I think you can have. But he was a, a nerdy kind you of. You can like, have a oh, face you. and a heel and yeah. still have like a, a workable relationship in a in an ad like this. But he's so unlikable now. And it, this thing about like I want to be an influencer and be paid for my posts feels like really leaden uh-huh. and uh, like some something that someone came up with in a pitch meeting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, what? Well, okay. How about in this one? So here's another one. Um, and I think they had an issue where he was always the heel. So in this one, they needed to make her the heel. This one, I actually think the joke, the premise of the joke is kind of funny. But again, as an ad campaign, it just makes me sad for these guys. He's inside the van. We don't see him yet. She's outside the van. 
knocking on the door, very apologetic. Does it hurt? I guess I just assumed that bear spray worked the same way bug spray does. Like, that's kind of a funny premise, yeah. right? Yes. Now we know it doesn't. Now we see him, and he's inside, and he is miserable. His face is yeah, red, he's been tear gassed, swollen. They I did- mean, there's no comedy in here. He just looks... But uh, effective makeup job. Effective makeup job, and he is just... He looks like he really did get bear bear sprayed. And so he's staring daggers at her through the window. It's nothing like bug spray at all, Jean. Not even close. I love you. Nope. That's fair. I don't think she's the heel in this one. You think he's still the bad guy? I think he's still the bad guy. She made a terrible mistake, but she's appropriately apologetic. I mean, he just... And I'm not saying he, you know, and you know, if someone really bear sprayed you, you'd be like out for the count mm-hmm. um, for a while. I actually have a friend who got bear, who got bear sprayed recently, uh, and he he was stuck at a like a La Quinta Inn or something, and so he had to just go lock himself in the bathroom of the La Quinta Inn and like call for help. From Do there. I know this person? Do I know this story? Uh, no, you don't know the story, uh, but I'll tell you who it is off air. Oh, um, in a certain way, though, I got to say. There's a quality to these that once I start watching them, they are like little skits. Yeah. Like I, I could kind of burn through them all. I have mixed emotions if, about it, but if, as an if ad lady, product. If Lady Jean uh, would just dump male Jean and find a different road dog, I'm into it. One of those surfers that she would, was. That was, yeah. She was eyeballing. Right. I'll even say ogling in one of the earlier uh, commercials. I mean, that would really throw people for a loop if it was suddenly like Gene and Dave's awesome road trip. (laughs) In this one, this will be the last one I play for you, but I think there's like more than five of these new ones. Uh, Beautiful shot outdoors. It's nighttime. Their van is parked next to a cliff somewhere. It looks like they're out in the desert, a small cliff somewhere. Um, We can see the... in inside light. it's well shot yeah uh, they the are ins- beautifully shot yeah. they have a real wes anderson feel to them yeah it kind of makes you want to be out there but not with them um that's the only thing that these do successfully and that maybe mm-hmm. do sell gasoline is they kind of evoke the beauty of a road trip yeah yeah um now though they i mean they're they look like they're out in the middle of nowhere but they're looking for a restaurant this is called stars so you think you know it might be about them looking up at the stars but nope it's about like some sort of yelp situation gene my stomach's getting grumpy i know hang on this place has quote a strong croissant game and ample parking how many stars uh 3.6 nope next I don't trust anything below 3.8. Oh, this place has 4.2 stars and was on that food show with the Frosted Tips guy. Oh, do they have a vegan option? You're not vegan. I'm vegan on the days that I don't eat meat. Oh, there's a chain nearby. A place with pictures on the menu? What are we, animals? Like, at this time, he's just being awful. Kick him out of that van. I am hungry. I mean, I'm I'm a vegan. He's intolerable. Also, that that line's a little bit reminds me of the bear yeah. who says it's sort my of not cheat day. I'll eat around it. Is. Yeah, this just feels yes. like people who are like, well, we'll do one about social media. We'll do one about Yelp. Mm-hmm. You know, ah, Mike, Mike, thank you for sending these. You. I hope you got a little bit of catharsis from hearing us hate him as well. Um, but we do have. Let's end on a happy note. Uh, on an ad collade. On an ad collade. Um, wasn't, now, it was listener Mike, a listener Mike, who suggested 
ad collades and admonishments. It was a Michael. Could is this a Mike be- also a, a Michael? Are you sure all, it was a Michael? All Mikes are Michael, but uh, not all Michaels are Mikes. Okay. Um, I don't know. It would be interesting Put that on it's the t-shirt. same guy. Yeah, I will. Uh, okay. This is an ad collade uh, from Dave for the Duluth Trading Company oh, ads. Oh, yeah. The, the, the cartoon man in the squinchy underwear. Yes. Now, I've seen so... Duluth has so many commercials now for all kinds of products like jeans that stretch yeah. and all these I things. I like their branding. I like it, generally speaking. Now, this is where I'm going to belie my arguments of me not being a prude these original ones really went after something specific which was how underwear treats your testicles right and um it's done and they they have You're like these... me when i saw that bald cat yeah right in one of the personal grooming shaving commercials That's right um and for me, they were always a little bit too on the nose. So you'll hear this guy. He's like, he's like a, oh, he sounds like a woodsman. And then these very simple but kind of charming illustrations of husky men. They're yes. not even in good shape, right? They're just like kind of dad bod. They're burly dudes. They're like lumberjack yeah. size, you know, like pudgy guys with beards usually. And it'll usually say, this is what. They're going to do very well at Bear Week. Yes. And it'll say, this is what it feels like. When you're wearing regular underwear, and they'll do some sort of analogy right, that like shows a, you, like a a bolt around the waist or something. Yeah, actually, let's start with that one then. Um, this is one that Dave sent in, and again, these have been around for a long time now. I think I'm looking at this one. Um, yeah, this first one. This is the first one I ever saw. This is dated as 2015. It says it's not airing anymore. Simple drawing of a uh, the guy that we just described, baseball hat on, only underwear, socks. And that's it. Um, and he's got like a meat grinder Where his around his would be. Yeah, and yeah. he's and he's at one point he cranks it, and you start to see a little bit of something come out of the meat grinder. I guess it's what his average underwear feels like. Very painful. What Duluth trading buck naked underwear feels like. And now we see him pole dancing. He's free as a bird. You know what? I hate the word buck naked. I hate the term buck naked. Huh. I'm fine with naked. Sure. Fine with nude. You like buck. No? Is it buck? Just buck buck on its own. I'm trying to think. Do I like buck? I don't know if I like buck, but I really hate the term buck naked. <laughs> I'm not sure about buck, but you add it to naked, <laughs> I definitely and it's a no go. Like um, so the fact that their their underwear is called buck naked underwear doesn't do it for me. But I have to give them credit on the genius of these ads. And like I say, they've expanded beyond the underwear. Now I they think do you're all in the minority of, of people yeah, who I think so. like get a. Do you just feel get weird? A what? Your, get a, Do you feel weird in your bathing suit area? <laughs> no, I do not. This is what it looks like when Andrew feels weird in his bathing suit area. <laughs> uh, okay, so we in have this a lot one, of genital talk this episode for some reason. Um, in this one, it's more of an analogy. It's not quite as graphic of somebody like literally squeezing their private parts in a uh, meat grinder. Right. Although it's dr- the way I describe it, if you've never seen it, it's drawn much more innocently than that. Yeah, it's around not- his entire waist. Yeah, there's nothing overtly gross or suggestive about it. It's it's very cartoony. It's not like an ice pirates kind of situation. That should clear it up. Uh, <laughs> That's a... <laughs> Every, I, I mean, that's a way to everybody's seen. Congratulations if you got that one, I guess. Everybody's or seen. Or condolences. 
<laughs> the castration scene in the 1983 classic Ice Pirates. Sure. Um, in this one, we see two men. Uh, and they're driving in a truck together, and we're looking at them straight on through the dr- through the windshield, right? And again, mm-hmm. very simple drawing. They're both wearing undershirts. And when the guy says, this is what it feels like, they're in this truck on a bumpy road, and they're bouncing around, and there's two... Um, you got to give them credit. There's two uh, like dice, fuzzy, hanging, dice. fuzzy dice hanging from the um, rear view mirror and they're clanging against each other. Yeah. So, gee, I wonder what are we're you, talking about it? here. Yeah. What's happening inside average <laughs> underwear? They're bouncing around. They're bouncing into each other. They Is that bu- medically accurate? I have to ask. <laughs> no. Um, they, they bounce so hard into each other that one of them bounces out of the truck. Now... What's the uh, what's the alternate reality? What's happening inside Duluth bullpen underwear? Oh, bullpen! Now we see the same two men, but they're an astronaut in full four point harnesses or five point yeah. restraints, and so they're totally restrained in their seats. And now, like it's a rocket going off, and then at the very end, his cap will kind of float, giving a sense of both freedom and restraint. Duluth trading bullpen underwear with stay put pouch. Keep your boys where they belong. Keep your boys where they belong. I mean, they they have a point. They've got a story to tell you and by gum, they're going to tell it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not huge fans of those particular ones, but that I will chalk up to me being somewhat uncomfortable talking about body parts, I guess. I guess so. Like you don't think that that's that's, you 100% with keep your boys where they belong. I guess it just maybe maybe when it's maybe when it's you know male junk I just don't care like it doesn't it doesn't like strike I've been meaning me to as- talk to you. About that. <laughs> you well, I don't know if this was a good show, but I I, I laughed a lot. You all right. Uh, I laughed a lot, too. That was a fun show. <laughs> Thank you for um, putting it together. I know I was no help. Actually, it was kind of fun to like kind of present. the. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes <laughs> I know that we've done a show where I'm like, I want you to see all these just for the first time and react. And I know that sometimes you feel like, well, I didn't have time to really kind of create thoughts about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but in this case, I really think it worked out well just to kind of hear your knee-jerk reaction. I think we agreed with most of them. Or on most of them. That was hot takes on commercial breaks. Indeed it was. We'll Um, work on the implementation. um, Okay, but for now, let's uh, tell people how they can get a hold of us. You can find us on the Facebook group. And uh, hot tip, this is a good week to go post stuff because our next week's episode will be all feedback. So That's right. All ad counsel. All, all ad counsel all the time. So please uh, send your stuff there. I've been seeing some good stuff. I've been saving it up because I, I know we had this ad counsel show coming up. Um, you can email us. And again, uh, Chris and Simon, get at me with your mailing addresses and I'll get those books sent to you. Uh, you can email us at after these messages show at gmail. You can call us at 607-444-5597. I'd love to play some more voicemails. So again, 607-444-5597. And maybe sing us a jingle. Yeah. A commercial jingle that jingle you love. Let's get the jingle going again. 
commercial jingle that you hate, whatever, give us a call. 607-444-5597. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover. Couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens, puppies, 401k.